Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Rootless Living Podcast in episode number 12. I'm Damien Ross, and besides being the host of this podcast, I'm also the publisher of a brand new digital nomad magazine called Rootless Living. On this episode, I chat with Andrew and Brittany from the Positivity Bus, who travel part-time in a renovated school bus with nine pets. That's right, nine pets. Let's get into this episode. All right, with that, I want to introduce Andrew and Brittany. How are you guys? We're doing well, thanks. How are you? Doing great. Thanks for having us. Oh, I'm excited to have you guys. So far, I think I've done a really good kind of eclectic job of finding people that have little different niches, which we will get to with you guys, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun for people. Where are you guys currently in the world? Where are you guys at? Right now, we are in uh, kind of up in the remotes. We're up in the mountains, uh, Northern California, about two hours north of San Francisco or... Or Napa, hour. more importantly, yeah. right by Napa, so... But nice. definitely remote. <laughs> I love it. And that's bringing up a good point. We could have some data issues. We're going to just pile right through. But, you know, that's part of this lifestyle. You know, I'm at a decent internet place. They're out in the sticks. So you just never know. But so far, it's been working out pretty good. I can hear them great. So hopefully it'll all come through. What do you guys consider yourself? Do you consider yourself full-timers, part-timers? Where are you guys at with this lifestyle, the digital nomad? Um, we're like a, I guess like a, kind of a modified version of full-time I would say I mean we can't travel full-time because uh of work but as to living the lifestyle we've been living full-time in this bus baby yeah full-time in it (laughs) we've been living full-time in our school bus since September uh and hopefully when we close on selling our house which we've been selling we'll be completely free of all of that so well you just transitioned to the next question so what are you guys traveling in obviously You said bus, but let's give kind of the description of what that is. Okay. Um, We are in a 30-foot school bus, and 30 feet sounds really long until you get into it. Then it sounds smaller, and then when you're driving it, it feels way bigger. Yeah, the people with the RVs, and I know you like yourself, you've got the slide-outs and all that. Like, So we don't have that aspect. (laughs) We have no slide-outs. But but yes, it's a 92 um, International. It's a Bluebird um school bus um so it's almost 30 years old it's a big steel box uh we still have lots of windows in it and uh you know they're referred to as schoolies i guess so that's what we're living in now is it yellow with a stop sign still or did you guys do some modifications so depending on your state there's legal reasons why you can't have them yellow or you can or you can't have a stop sign so no ours is a big white bus with the stop sign removed so we are as little as a school bus outside of the shape as we can have it i guess so now, did you guys gut it and totally renovate it? So the traditional... That, that's the fun part yeah. about our bus. <laughs> it, it kind of gets conflicted. We had uh, little, very little time because we were moving across country um, and we needed something to move in initially. And then as it became, we like it so much, we've decided to live in it. But we bought one with some work already done to it, thinking that that would aid in speeding it up. Um, but as as I learned through checking on things that if you don't do the work, you don't know how good it is. So we ended up having to spend more time gutting and demoing prior work before we could even put in our own. But yeah, I mean, it was, we got it down to the metal and to the steel and got my wife over here on the grinder, grinding away all the rust, all that stuff. And then we started building it up from there. So it's half, a little more than half um, our work and we're slowly moving towards all of it being our work, which is the interesting aspect of living in your bus so you're living in your in the home and you're redoing the home and you have pets and you're also traveling when you can so it's definitely been 
all sorts of different lifestyles we're getting used to. So let's take it back before uh, you guys got the bus. Where were you guys living and what were you living in? Uh, so prior to the bus, we owned a house in Virginia. Um, so what happened was I met her while I was in the Navy. So I'd kind of always been traveling to an aspect. Right. So the Navy relocated us from San Diego to Virginia. And we drove across country, spending a month traveling, visiting, seeing sites, all that. But we did it all out of a Toyota Tundra. And with one dog at with, this time. With one pet at the time. So we kind of learned a little bit about traveling that way and kind of living like out of a vehicle, some hotels, some family, and then sometimes just sleeping uh, in the truck. So this time about when we were planning on moving back from Virginia to California, we wanted to go bigger and shopping around RVs and all that, it just didn't seem the right fit for us. And that's where we fell on this the schoolie conversion. So in a few months, we had it converted into our house so we could move our now, at the time we had 11 of us, so nine pets <laughs> and two of us. Uh, so we, we expanded upon. So it may seem small living in a school bus, but compared to my truck, truck it's yeah. a quite a bit bigger lifestyle and bigger living situation. And, but and we wanted more time with the bus. We, right. we left earlier so we could have more time on the road. So you go from San Diego to Virginia, you end up in a home in Virginia. Do you get the bus while you're still in Virginia because you're in California now? Or is the home yes. still in Virginia? I just want to make sure I'm following. Sorry. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. So we, we, it's kind of a little funny. We bought the bus in Virginia. We pulled it up in front of our house thinking like, hey, we could park it here, do a little work. And then we had another location where we could park and work on it. But within five minutes... Or it was within, 30, with, give it 30 minutes. within 30 minutes of being in front of our, our house, uh, the police showed up and informed us how we couldn't park the bus on the street. I mean, keep in mind, people have their RVs everywhere, boats. there's boats, work vans, all that. But our school bus was just such an eyesore to our neighbors, apparently. Just the shocking aspect that someone would live in a school bus that they called the police on us. So, yeah, we parked the school bus in a hurry. That was chaotic. But we ended up relocating the school bus, working on it there. And then uh, we drove out our house on the market in Virginia, took the bus, left Virginia, and headed out to California. I would love to hear that 911 call. Yeah, yeah I know. Uh, there's he a school there's a school like, bus in my neighborhood. You need to send yeah, the he cops. Was embarrassed. Mind you it was 3:30. Um so there was actually another school bus driving down the road dropping off kids. So I was laughing at that. So not only could another school bus fit down the road that we were at, so it's not like it was, you know, obstructing or anything, but it was the time school buses should be driving. So it was pretty silly, but made for a good story. I had a sly little photo that I took. So we have a picture of our school bus with police cars around it. But day one already causing havoc. I love it. I know. Exactly. Yeah. That's what comes with the lifestyle, I guess. I think it is funny that people and again, neighborhoods are a little different, but it even becomes a problem in when you have a couple of acres. I've talked to people where they just didn't think buying something they were going to renovate and having it on their property would become an issue with it not being inside of a barn, that someone could literally call the police or call the city and they would come out. And that's one of the things, you know, I, I won't say that I won't ever own land again. I definitely want to, but that's one of the things I'll look for is mm -hmm. I can do whatever I want to on my land that someone can't come out and tell me I can't have an RV, I can't have a bus, I can't build a ramp and, you know, be 50 years old in two years and jump my bike if I want to. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> nobody can tell me what to do. And it's weird when you just, you're just parking 
like I don't understand uh-huh. like a week later or a month later and uh-huh. renovate it possibly but day one that just shows you a lot of times the big cities aren't the best of friends to this lifestyle no so you guys uh renovated the bus you load in you kind of hinted to it a little you guys have you guys have two dogs, right? Is that what I heard? Uh, no. no, we have more than that. It would be fun if we did a guest game, but that would take too long. Um, we have four dogs, actually, and three cats. So so there's seven pets right now, or is there other animals as well? Well, uh, Damien, I don't know exactly who's listening, but there's certain animals that may or may not be in the bus that aren't allowed, depending on what state you're in. So Got that's it. why it's kind it. of yeah. like a vague... Uh, There's no Bengal tigers on board the bus or anything like that, but certain animals that are legal in some states and not in others. So we are, yeah, we are, we we do have an additional pets, but we just, we can only reference the dogs and the cats Mm -hmm. because again, more rules and regulations. I mean, we're just, but I understand. I've never met anyone that's owned a dragon before. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No wonder you're the reason Game of Thrones ended. I now I know. Exactly. That's cool. I actually, I totally get where you guys are coming from. But just in itself, four dogs and three cats. Uh-huh. That's a lot. My roommate has two cats, and I'm very specific in saying my roommate has two cats. Uh-huh. <laughs> I traveled with them for three years, and I still can't tell you their names. They're both Bubba. I just call them Bubba. Oh. It makes it simple. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let me let's talk about the pets really quick. That's interesting to me. Sure. So what kind of dogs do you have? What kind of cats do you have? Well, we started. Uh, with our husky so she's traveled with us in the truck she's traveled everything so she's great she's even flown on planes multiple times so she is she is definitely down for the nomadic life um in addition to the other dogs we have finley yep um he was a a rescue from virginia and then we got paisley who is a small fluffy thing we consider her she's like a handbag um (laughs) <laughs> Not to get too far into it, my wife works a lot with rescues and animals. So that's kind of how we end up with these. So we were fostering her and she had to get open chest surgery as a puppy to fix her heart murmur. So she kind of won us over. So she gets to continue traveling with us and she we ended up adopting her. And then our most recent addition is Hudson, our golden retriever. And then we have our three cats. Yep. Um, one of them, Holly, she loves bus life. She will sit by the window like at the driver's seat and andrew will crack the window and she will put her head out if it's raining if it's windy whatever that girl loves bus life she parkours around hops around the bus while we're driving um the other two have adjusted i won't say they love it (laughs) um but they do enjoy once we park they get a new view out the window each time they get to see new things, smell new things. So it's definitely enriching for sure for everyone. Um, as far as the traveling goes, two of the three cats love it. But once we get, you know, situated, they're, they're pumped to see where, where we landed. I think that's probably mathematically correct with most cats. It's always two out of three like something. Yeah. So I think you're right there with the odds anyways. And then um, I know you can't talk about the breed, but the, the name of the black sheep of the family? Or you can't oh, even the, say that. It'll, it'll <laughs> we'll oh, make Nikki it and, obvious. Oh, okay. Nikki and Piper. Nice. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, well, we do have a black sheep dog, so that's why we both Oh, I see. Okay. Because yeah. he's like the lowest of the rank. We always tease him. We always tell people you can have him if you want him. That's Finley. So that's why we both looked at each other. We were like, Finley? Because he's right. definitely the, yeah. the oddball. As family. we meet people on the road, which is one of our favorite things, she's always, he's okay. like, he's a fan <laughs> favorite with other people, but my wife is always trying to give him away. 
Um, as a but joke. As a joke, yes. But he's so none he's of just the, less regal. They're all family. They're none of them are available for adoption. I mean, we could talk if you really want family. Gotcha. You're interested. We'll talk. We'll right. Talk. Gotcha. No, but, no, no. They're all ours. But that is that is as we're working. We want to make sure that everything's right. But I mean, just to turn it into the next aspect. Eventually, we want to keep. Um, bringing in foster animals and adopting them out probably one at a time whereas when we when we own the house we had oh, upwards five, of five sometimes. or so fosters in the house and we take them out and introduce them and things like that so I think that it can be a benefit in the nomadic life where we can go around and show off the dog or so and try to get them new homes because that's kind of what we did when we were stationary but right now just kind of building on the bus we want to make sure that that it's a good environment for them to come in. I mean, not it's great for our dogs now, but we need to make sure everybody has their space and all that before we bring in just a random, a new dog. But eventually we would like to start adopting out other dogs, not our own collection, but. <laughs> Actually, one of my favorite things is when one, just meeting people on the road. And we've also met people that also live this bus life, you know, traveling lifestyle, but also when people tour the bus, it's so fun to see other people experience our bus through their eyes, but they love meeting the pets. And that's what kind of makes us, us is this lifestyle, but also all of our pets and the cats will come out. You know, the dogs are so excited. Everyone like wants to meet our new guest. It's really fun to kind of see that because then you really realize, oh, they really enjoy this just as much as we do. Yeah. As unexpected as it is to come into the school bus, looking at it from the outside and then see the work and all of our things we've built inside to live in, it is even more startling as the animals just keep <laughs> coming out of all their little hiding holes. And they're like, oh, you have a cat? Two cats? Is that another cat? Or they always that do that. Yeah. They're like, wow, you, oh, is that, oh, another cat, another dog. Okay. That is really funny. I, I kind of experienced some of the same thing. I was a single dad with four kids and that's always a lot. I have custody of them. They lived with me. And I remember when I would meet people, I'd tell them I had eight and they'd be like, wow, eight kids. That's crazy. No, it's only four. And they're like, oh, that's not that bad. So if you want to yeah. use like the 14 rule and then bring it down to seven, then people there are we go. nine. Okay. Then people are like, oh, that's not that bad. It's got to be pretty unusual. And especially because, you know, obviously the schoolie itself, I haven't seen a ton. I mean, I, I've seen hundreds on Instagram for sure. But when I'm actually out, I haven't ran into a ton of schoolies. I happened to see one at a rest stop that was not even a schoolie. It was like a like a transport bus, like an RTD kind of a thing mm -hmm. or MTA mm -hmm. that they converted. And I had never really seen one of those where it had the front door and the back door, or the slider. And I was like, that's crazy. It was mm -hmm. very cool, though. I mean, painted where it was obviously privately owned. Are you guys doing a lot of campground stays? I always hear weird things about schoolies at campgrounds. Has that been an issue? Yeah, that's uh, been our experience, yeah, I, actually. Yeah. I, I've heard that you're in a uh, thousand trails. Is that correct? Uh, we do thousand trails and boondocking. So we have, right. we're two weeks on at a thousand trails and then we'll take a week off and okay. either do a boondockers yeah. welcome or actual legitimate boondocking. Well, He's well, bitter. If, we're if, not allowed well, I'm not, there. I'm not bitter, <laughs> but if, you, if you've got the hookup, maybe so you could get us in there. We've tried there, but because of an, an RVIA sticker, they we haven't been able to really use those campsites or some of the other ones around here but we have done a few campsites uh, a lot of boondocking we've mostly we just pull off and yeah I mean, find I, a space I, yeah i think that's considered boon i mean we're still learning all the terminology with the bml land things like that sometimes we've been 
uh, I would, we've been awoken by a park ranger explaining that we can't park here and things like that. Or that they've, we've, they've always been nice. They've been nice. We always try to leave no trace, things like that. Like, we, you know, we really want to be, we're all full self-enclosed and things like that. So we're not trying to disrupt well, any nature. One time we did have to relocate. Um, there was fires coming in Northern California. This was a few weeks ago. Um, and we well, evacuated, I guess, a few months. Yeah. Okay. Time goes by differently when you're in a box. Um, and, uh, we evacuated and, um, one cool thing is we didn't have to worry where any of the pets were or any of our stuff was. We just rolled out and, um, that kind of put off a little less stress. Um, so we're evacuating and then it's a nighttime. I have my car, he's driving the bus with all the pets and then he pulls off. And so, I'm like, what's going on? Is everyone okay? And he's like, yeah, I, I swear I saw a bus. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. We're in the middle of nowhere in the woods. Like, I don't think there's another schoolie out here. And he's like, no, I swear I saw a bus like in the woods. And I thought, you know, he's like just tired. I'm like, maybe we should pull off and just sleep here. But um, sure enough, we drive down in my car, my little Kia. We left, you know, everyone up there, walked up the bus drove down, pulled up to the, there's like three adult men with a disco ball, you know, going music playing and we wave at them. And we're like, Hey, and they kind of were kind of, you know, concerned a little. And then we're like, Oh no, no, we, we have a bus too. We swear. We just wanted to make sure that you were here and if we could park here with you. And then they started laughing and so we went up and drove the bus. And so our bus and their bus had a little sleepover in the woods and that was really cool but we got to tour their bus and they toured ours and like I was saying before that's just one of my favorite parts is enjoying the world the same as other people do and that's what we found people that enjoy traveling or live in some vehicle or you know just travel for vacations um they see the world differently I think, than people that aren't used to traveling. I agree. And I think even when you were making the, the time reference, I, I completely agree with that. I think since being in the RV, I, I don't have a good sense of what day it is anymore, even what yeah. month it is. You, I think a lot of it is that we don't realize all the kind of mundane stuff that we used to do that helped us keep that stuff in line. And now we don't do those things anymore for a lot of us. Like for me, obviously with kids, I don't have the Monday through Friday school reference anymore. And it's just yeah. interesting when you, you know, when you make these changes, time is one of them. That's hysterical. There are times where I look outside, I'm like, oh, it's 7 p.m. And then you're like, wait, no, it's not even three. What's going mm -hmm. on or vice versa. So it's interesting that you brought that up. I do think, you know, I see this in groups a lot where people talk about they'll have an older RV and they get kind of turned away. And I've heard that sometimes that can happen with schoolies. And some of the schoolies that I have seen, I got to say, are nicer than the majority of the RVs that are out there, for sure. And it's weird that there's this like year stigma because you can take a 1950s Airstream into any park because it's a classic. And uh -huh. there's like this weird window of it not being old enough to be classic and then not being new enough to be new. And then they like frown upon. I want to start telling, mine's a 2017. I want to start telling people it's a 1997. <laughs> and be like, no, you can come out and look at it if you want. If it's not up to your standards, that's fine. But it's 30 years old. Come outside. Let's take a look at it really quick. You know, and just have them be like, oh, yeah. no, it looks pretty good for its age. So lots of boondocking, which is great. Um, I'm with you in the sense that I'm, I'm actually trying hard and it becomes a trigger helping define 
what boondocking is, what dry camping is, what mooch docking is, what lot docking is. And I think they are all different and separate and they, it doesn't really hurt to have different terms as opposed to just trying to call everything boondocking. I'm at a property that I found through Boondockers Welcome that has now become a friend and I'm staying here. I wouldn't consider what I'm doing boondocking. I'm staying at a friend's house now and especially because there's hookups and water and sewer, it's not really boondocking. Let's talk about how you guys are making money on the road. How's that happening? Are you guys still employed, own your own things? What's going on? So the initial time of, of February of last year is when I separated from the Navy. So we kind of took a sabbatical. I was doing job hunting um, and with my free time, that's what we were doing the build of the schoolie with and we were still located in Virginia. So since then it was all traveling and kind of living off of savings. And now I am working at an actual job up here in Northern California. One of the main reasons why I took this job was because the schedule was so liberal with like kind of a work to life uh, kind of mm -hmm. uh, format or ratio. So we've been given lots of time to travel. And then when we're here in this area, then I go to work. I work at a geothermal power plant. So it's long shifts, but then I get a lot of time off to travel. So that's really kind of what we're trying to balance, take big chunks at a time. We were just down in San Diego for a little over a week during the holidays, drove along the Pacific Coast Highway and things like that. So we, two days. Yeah. <laughs> so we longer in the bus than a car, but. So we try to still do a lot of traveling, but I do still work at a job right now. And Brittany, what are you doing right now? I am the director of bus life. <laughs> nice. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say with, uh, am I getting right? It's nine pets, right? So with nine pets, that's a yeah. lot of work. That's not, you know, uh, cats, you know, all I know right now is cats. Cats are pretty yeah. <laughs> self-maintained. You can, you can go a day. It's, it's okay. They've got nine lives, but with dogs, that's, it's a lot of work. So I could see how someone would have to be around almost a stay home parent in a way for sure. Yeah. And as we've described, you know, we're very green and new to all this nomadic things, but one of her skills and abilities that she's done prior to us moving was she worked a lot with dogs and dog training and dog rescues and all that. So I know that's that the benefit of that is that those animals are everywhere. So we're still trying to like set her roots so she can kind of build that. But at the same time, we want to be nomadic. So trying to figure out how we can balance that. We're, we're in the early stages of that. We're trying to figure out some dog training on the road situation. Yeah, so. Digital dog training. And yeah. We'll bring the bus to you type of things. So <laughs> I think you can bring the bus to any campground in America and you can have an enormous amount of dog training that needs to be done. Yes, <laughs> I, have had. I agree. But actually, I think it's actually more owner training, let's be honest. Than yeah, that is it. actually true. I have, I've repaired a flat tire and, and rolled it from my truck to the rig and ran it through stuff that I shouldn't have ran it through because an owner decided not to pick up after them. And it was technically, you know, I think most people don't know, there's actually kind of property lines at a campground. And uh, this was on my property line, but they were, you know, behind my rig. So they just took it as theirs. And uh, that was frustrating. This is, I got to take 10 minutes off before I talk to them about it. But it is one of those things where I feel like it's, it's more owner training. But I think you guys would actually do really well because I think people struggle with that. I didn't struggle as much in my youth when I had dogs, but as an adult or when I got dogs for the kids, I just didn't feel like I really knew what I was doing. And it's probably something that everyone could even use a, a, like a fresh up course on you know, at rallies and things like that. So there probably is a really good business model there for sure. That's what we're hoping. Yeah, I'm at a, the place that I'm at in Texas right now, he has five dogs himself and he's fostering three that will get, I guess this area 
has way too many dogs. So he yeah, basically fosters really bad. Yeah. And they'll go to Tennessee. They'll go somewhere else where finding dogs for families is just a lot easier, you know? Mm -hmm. And I thought that's really interesting. I never really knew that, that he gets them kind of ready to, to be able to go to a home potty trained and, you know, make sure they work out all the vet stuff and then they send them on their way. But even being around eight dogs the last couple of days, I'm just like, holy, this is so many pets. I would, I lose, I have to watch him one day. He's going to be gone. He wants me to, you know, walk them and make sure they're fed and take care of them. Like, I'm more nervous than I was when I was doing four kids on my own. Like, I'm really like a little stressed about it. None of them are on leash, but they're all, you know, great dogs. So let's talk about, you guys have an interesting name and this will tie it all kind of in. I didn't want to talk about this in the beginning because I thought I would give it away, but let's talk about the, at least the Instagram handle. And I think it's the majority of what you guys are kind of putting out there for people to follow you. What's the name that you guys are going by? So we are the positive bus, um, but it's P-A-W like little paw prints. I see what you did there. Did you see that? I did. I, I caught it. Yeah. But it, when it, when Nikki told me about it, I was like, the positive bus. And I was like, and then she's like, they have 11 pets. I'm like, oh, like I hadn't seen it spelled out. Uh -huh. I just, yeah. when she said it and I was like, okay, that's actually really cool, especially with all those pets in there. And I had actually thought she was kidding when she told me how many there were. <laughs> I was like, no. I'm sure everyone else probably thinks that we're joking as well until they see us unload. And then Actually, everyone does think we are an adoption center. Yeah, <laughs> and when I, at truck stops, truckers will ask us, like, oh, are, are all these pets for adoption? And we laugh. And we're like, no, we're just insane. These are all ours. Yeah. I know I know. we like to stay away. From, like, we like to, you know, get those, the Instagram-esque, you know, you're in the woods and all that. But, I mean, we spend, a, you know, a lot of our stops getting gas, things like that. We're in truck stops. And, I mean, we pull up between them. And these truckers come over, you know, I'm sure weary from the road. And it's one of their favorite things and our dog's favorite things oh, is yeah. meeting all those people. But yeah, they're just <laughs> these big, massive truckers. They're like, like, oh, you got, do you have dogs in there? Like, we're like, yeah, do you want to meet them? And they're like, oh, yes, please. So, <laughs> I mean, I think that's kind of part of it. You know, the positive with the paw and then just the positive, like, you know, we just, we enjoy our pets. We want everyone to enjoy it too. And that's kind of what we're out there when we're traveling around, just trying to be positive you know so yeah I, yeah <laughs> it just makes me laugh when you try to stretch it out for people to get it are you guys yeah. catching on to this we went to a museum in i want to say alabama and they had puppies i'm a big guy i'm six six i'm covered in tattoos big old beard i lost my shit to be honest with you i just couldn't <laughs> believe it like i was on the ground rolling around with these little guys and it there is something about it if you're a if you're an animal person you don't actually have animals that you're traveling with or own them there's just something really great about someone else's animals I don't know I mean it's kind of like I think this is what I kind of feel about grandkids you know that it's someone else's kids they're still mine in a way and I get to play with mm -hmm. them but then I get to send someone else to handle all the responsibility of it so I could see people especially truck drivers those are long days and to be able to have some interaction like that it's got to be really great there's a reason that animals are used in therapy there's a reason animals are brought to hospitals you know what i mean like mm -hmm. it's it's really cool stuff so i think it's great that you guys are doing that for sure i know it was a little shocking when i first heard it but now that i'm hearing your guys's story and what's going on with it i could definitely see how most people would think they are up for adoption or that you are yeah. someone that just <laughs> finds strays yeah if you've ever been to gosh where was it that i was just in i want to say it was it alabama again where i think it's against a law to put a dog on a leash in alabama they are just off leash everywhere running around and just chasing your car down the highway like I've Jeez. never experienced yeah it's the weirdest thing I've never <laughs> experienced that Nikki would go for runs and you know she's being followed by dogs and and I could see how people would be like well this dog's alone it doesn't have a collar uh -huh. let me give it a home so do people accuse you of that ever where 
you know, oh no, we started with one, but we went across country and now we have nine. <laughs> yeah. No. I think we, that would make more sense than, uh, no, we actually traveled across the entire country with this crew. So normally I ask a high low and I'm still going to save it at the end, but I think I'm going to do a pet high low. I'm going to throw you guys a little curveball. Let's, let's just talk about like what's the best thing about traveling with all these guys and then what's really been kind of a negative real quick. Okay. I'm going to take the best one. I'll go. Oh, you're going to give me the, the best. Well, you can give your best as go well. Ahead. Um, I think just the best is it, it kind of is what, what she referenced earlier, how like you always have everything you have with you. So before, if we would go somewhere, maybe we couldn't have the pets or if you experience something while you're out, maybe you don't have your pets with us. But now every single one of our experience, we not, we don't get to just live through our own lives and through our own enjoyment but we get to live it through their enjoyment as well. If it's, if it's something great, it's even more great because of them. And if it's something that maybe like traffic, maybe I wouldn't enjoy that. I'm stuck trying to drive through Los Angeles, but now I have one, two, sometimes I've gotten three dogs that just come up and get on my lap while I'm doing this. And I mean, I don't care how much you hate traffic or driving, but having like just dogs cover you and just try to give you their love while you're doing that, it just makes, it makes every poor experience great and every great experience better. Got it. Love it. Well, I can't follow that. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's usually why we do pet. that. We do the lows first usually, but that's a good one. I mean, if there hasn't really been anything negative, you don't have to make up one either. But if there's just something that makes it difficult. Um, you know. Well, I will say one of our cats, I won't say who, we're not going to dime them out. Um, we only have one male There's cat. Only one male. <laughs> um, but he, he's better now. But when we first started driving, he would sit on the bed and he'd be fine. He wouldn't cry or anything, but he wouldn't, he didn't want to get up to go to the litter box. So we didn't think anything of it. And he pottied on our bed. And mind you, we're on the road. We don't have anywhere to wash anything. So it soaked through our comforter. And so we had to sleep with like just tiny little blankets that if you've ever smelled cat pee, you can understand how not fun that was. So we had to wrap it up in like three trash bags and put it in the stairwell. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> that's so, I mean, it really is a lot of fun. They don't, they're so good and they really do enjoy it. So the lowest low would be cat pee on your bed, which is pretty low. Yeah, right. but <laughs> that's like one of our main things. We want to make sure that, like, I mean, you see all the pets, but we, she's my wife's great at cleaning, making everything there. Like, we want it to be known that our bus doesn't <laughs> smell like pets. So, in that <laughs> week when we couldn't wash stuff, that was pretty bad because we do not have a washer and dryer on our bus that didn't get factored in to 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 putting just the essentials on board. So, that was difficult and frustrating and stressful for them too. So that's even, that's probably the hardest part about it is knowing they're stressed and we don't want that. So once we've I gotten them really calm. I didn't really like pee on my bed. So yeah. I was pretty stressed. <laughs> yeah. But I, um, that was I, kind of it. I want to pause real quick too, because the dime out is an awesome phrase that I think if I have any millennials or Gen Z's <laughs> listening, you used to put a dime in a payphone to have to call and rat on someone. So that's where dropping the dime or diming out on someone comes from. Oh, I could okay. you, you guys didn't even know it? Oh my God. Oh, no. yeah, 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 sure. Uh-huh. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Put the dime, yeah. Uh-huh. What is it? Sorry, you said a payphone. What does that what mean? What is a payphone? I, a, you know, a actually, prepaid cell phone? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I was at a dentist office with my youngest and it said no cell your phones and she looked at me and was like dad what's a sell your phone and I'm like that's what they used to call cell phones you know before we just that was too long of a word for us you know pretty soon it'll yeah. just be c c phones now it's iphones and look how that actually 
came about. That makes me laugh. I think those are pretty standard. And I think that's what I wanted to do is I think people think there's like these massive horror stories or that the, the highs that you have in, uh, let's say, nomad life are sometimes very much the highs that you have in normal life. And I want people mm-hmm. to understand that. What's going on with documenting? I, this is a question I, I ask blinded a lot of times. I, I know I've seen you guys on Instagram, but are you guys, is there a website? Is there YouTube? Is there documentation outside of Instagram? There needs to be. So I'm glad you brought this up. <laughs> I think we should document and we've been talking about it on YouTube and everything. Um, I think a lot of our content is fun and he's just the mastermind of, it blows my mind actually to think of all this that he built from no prior knowledge. I mean, woodwork and just putting in floors and that to me is crazy in itself. But I think, yeah, we need to do a YouTube. But for now, we have Instagram, the positive bus, P-A-W, and everything else, I guess, to be continued. Yeah, I think, I mean, it'll, it'll continue to grow. For, I think we do actually have like that account, but there's nothing on yeah. it. So maybe by the time this gets released, who knows? But we want to, we're, we're living this life like currently and I've listened to some of your previous podcasts and stuff talking about how they document it and then they do all that so I think you're just getting us at the beginning so I'm sure there's some backdated things that will get published and put out once we really get to that aspect of it but right now we're spending so much time just kind of enjoying and working on our bus still um (laughs) but to get just a living life that we don't I don't want to put out subpar content whereas Instagram kind of allows you to like do it a lot quicker with less editing I I hope my content isn't subpar (laughs) because I do run that one um yeah if you have any problems with the positive bus Instagram he runs it so (laughs) it's good to know I think it's funny the conversation I just had in my last podcast interview earlier today was there was like this like stigma and fear of it needing to be really perfect. And I'm a big believer that perfect is worse than done. Like done is so much better than perfect, like having it out there. So if the idea at some point is to have some sort of, you know, pet training or obedience kind of schooling, that getting that content out now and building that by the time you guys are ready and really wanting to do that, it's going to be there for you. Because I think the niche is really interesting because one, you have the animals with you, I mean, I trust me, my mind's already spinning on like, how do I work this into the magazine? This has to be, and people have to have questions. We're traveling. We haven't done a lot of camping with our dog, cat, or alligator. And how do I do that now? <laughs> and not that I'm saying you guys have an alligator. And, um, you know, how do I do that now? I think is really kind of good stuff. So the idea of it, worrying about whether it's good or subpar, it's never good in the beginning. My first magazine, I know and I think I said this recently, two, three years from now, I'm going to hate it. It's going to look awful. I love it today, but two, three years from now, but I'm so glad it's out, you know, as opposed to waiting until it's absolutely perfect. But I think you guys have a really interesting niche, especially with the, you know, like with videos that I think people would, would watch and want to see and be involved in and see how it goes. Because sometimes too, when you're seeing someone juggle that many, your one or two animals now seems like, what are we complaining about? When I had one kid, what was I complaining about? That's, my parents had one kid. Like they, they, you really even shouldn't be called a parent if you only have one kid. It's nothing, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like that's, I have a, I have a starter kid. I have a second starter kid. And then I have two really amazing kids. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) If you guys are watching, you don't know which one's which. Yeah. Um, See, we're not going to dime anyone out here. <laughs> That's so funny. I guarantee there's people that did not know where the phrase diming out or dropping a dime. On, I guarantee people did not know that's where they came from. Well, now they will. So if you guys could do anything different, would you? Or have you guys been just ecstatic the way things are going? 
besides a washer and dryer? Well, uh, yeah, besides washer and dryer. Um, okay, so I will say, well, now that we got this creative bug going, um, Andrew has decided he wants to start a brand new build. So that one spun me, but um, it's been, it's like we are saying how half of, you know, the bus is our work. Half of it was the person that owned it prior. Um, it'd be, it's nice when you make something your own. And I think if we start from scratch, which a lot of bus people, um, they say, you know, it's hard to take out the seats and you have to fill the holes and everything. And so we were thinking, no, but it's difficult to demo. You have to smash and bang walls out and then you have to fill those holes. So we got a tough start, but in a different kind of way. Either we might go smaller so we could travel closer around and, t and it won't take as long. Um, but I still think we're going to keep home base, I feel like. Positive bus has to stay with us. But if we build another something else, it'll just add to the crew. But Like a small, yeah. like a special pause bus? Are you thinking about <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to be an all low caps. It's going to be the positive bus. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe the reference, reference another that, part of if, the But if we don't build anything else, then I'm totally fine with this. We have half of our wall right now yeah. has been demoed. We took out the couch that was built in here before that I've hated since day one. And I want more space so we can have more leg room for the dogs. I could, I have a bigger area for dog training. Um, and so we took out the wall, but right now it's just like ripped. Yeah. So it's like half of our buses. It's half demo. It's really half demoed at the moment, but that's what it what when, it's been. Yeah, two hundred square feet, and then you allocate <laughs> half of that for construction purposes while still having all the animals. It's really difficult. So that's yeah. the only that's the only downside. I would say differently is just like being able to do all the construction before we get in. But I mean, I think that's yeah. half the fun of it. Yeah. We did when we drove across country. Our the majority of our underbed storage was allocated to a movable table saw because I was still literally working was holding on, on to that so <laughs> yeah do you still have the table saw um well that's the nice thing about my work is it's a big area and <laughs> I found storage there so I may be utilizing Mayor, no, we don't. Those I got you. My, my shed since you don't you can't get a you can't have a shed or a garage you know when you're living mobile so having a place to store stuff is beneficial. So working at a company that's existed for 30, for like 60 years, they have places that I can store stuff. But we don't have our microwave that we originally started with. Oh, we are on our second microwave. <laughs> We've, we learned that out. You need, we need to strap uh, things in really well mm -hmm. because the microwave flew into the brand new cabinets that you yeah. handmade. Now there's a ding in it, but it gives it character. A difference of doing the build yourself is things don't come like pre-made where the the campers they have those great doors and all that that close so everything's ready to move um i had to build everything out and then once it was done we decided well let's try moving it now <laughs> and i learned a lot a lot of different things shift differently trying to install easy closed doors like the drawer slides i built them perfectly level and then when i tried to use the drawers they were extremely hard to move because the bus wasn't level so you have to there's a there's a true level and then there's bus level which is depends where you're parked so a lot of that is learning but that's the great thing about the bus is we can modify we can tear it out i just put all new magnetic clips so now our doors don't open at all when we're driving switchbacks well, down haven't. the pacific coast they highway they haven't yet right but i mean we have i've been driving switchbacks and i hear my 30 inch long drawer slides going from one side of the bus open to shut open to shut so i mean he tells me we just put in a fridge actually so 
um, a little fridge. And as we're driving down the coast, he just, as he's driving and the bus is loud, he just yells, fridge. And I'm like, what does that mean? And it's like, go check the fridge. It's like to get up. I'm running back on a slippery bus, sliding around, checking to look at the fridge. Like, no, it didn't move. And he's like, okay. And then an hour later, fridge. So that was a little exercise. Yeah. That'd be like funny if you guys ever have like a camera on the fridge. You know, most people have like a backup camera. What's that? Oh That's our fridge cam. We keep an eye yeah. on it. Sure it doesn't want to leave. It, it's the old, yeah. no, you guys probably don't know this one either. Back in the days, you would call someone and ask them, is their fridge running? And they'd say, yes. Say, okay, you've got to go outside and catch it. <laughs> <laughs> I know that one from Did you? The there you go. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's funny I, that you guys have to watch to the fridge. Yeah, her watching the fridge is one of her easier tasks. The first time we drove the bus, actually, we learned that those emergency hatches that like, you oh, know, no. if you ever rode as a kid, you look back at that hatch like, oh, yeah, I want to pull it, want to pull it. So the first time we drove the bus. With uh, three dogs in the bus. Right. Um, that door ended up popping open because we didn't have an appropriate latch on it and it's swinging open and people are driving and honking at us and I'm just waving like, <laughs> oh, everyone loves the bus. Well, they were waving at first. They what, were waving. what they were telling us is that our, our emergency door is swinging open and <laughs> shut and there's two or three dogs trying to stick their head out like, oh, this is the coolest window to look out of ever. So she had to, while the bus was moving because we couldn't pull over on the interstate, she had to get back there and, and kind Hop of... Hop on the bed and lean over and reach out. And I'm 5'2", reach out, grab the door, close it shut, and make sure we didn't lose anyone along the way. That was terrifying. That was actually, now that you say that, that was way worse than fridge. <laughs> yeah. So there's, those are, those are mistakes we made, but I mean, they. That's they, a low. That was a low. That's a, a low. That sounds like a low. It's funny though, there too, that know. we had the same situation where my younger son, Luke, wanted to travel with us, but he didn't want to travel in the truck. He wanted to travel in the bedroom in the fifth wheel, which is legal as long as there's two-way communication. And I think it got a little warm. And so he decided to open the window but he decided to open the emergency latch window and so then it did the same thing where it just you know air sucked it out because it wasn't latched and it just started flapping oh, cool. and you know he messages me i think there's something wrong with your window dad <laughs> <laughs> not wanting to tell me that he opened it and opened the wrong one so yeah pets and kids they're very they're very not that Similar. i'm not blaming any of your pets for opening the escape hatch i we will say that it was faulty uh, right faulty latch but every once in a while it was probably finley I, you know yeah. what? Let's blame it on the Finley. I, you know, yeah, it was Finley. I, I can go with that too. So we got your high, we got your low. Um, I, you know, if the positive bus name doesn't work out for you guys, I think the maybe, maybe not bus, because I've heard that a couple of times from you guys. Well, we may or may not be having pets that we shouldn't. We may or may not be storaging yes. stuff we shouldn't be storaging. So there's a backup yeah. name just in case. How about please don't pull us over, bus? Has that happened a lot? Oh, uh, actually. Three. Three, yeah. three times probably total we've talked with them. The most traumatizing to her was she was actually driving because we don't tow a vehicle um, with the bus. So she's driving behind me in the car if we needed a car at the time. Um, otherwise, we're just all in the bus. But she pulled off with me as a cop pulled me over. I was going too slow. <laughs> uh, that, you know, um, and 
he approached the bus apparently from her vantage point he unholstered his gun to go up to it and now i've got the door is far away it's a it's a different door so it's not the school bus door so he can't exactly see in so i'm pretty far away and i don't want to like get a ticket for not having my seatbelt on things like that but also all the dogs are excited when visitors come so now we right. we have like that added fear of like you know i don't think anyone knows what's going to happen and obviously there's a lot of which is good to train your dogs a boundary line which we do so we have a little line that they don't cross when we open the door unless we give them their release word which is free and then they can run out but right otherwise it would be very chaotic for um getting gas or when you're pulled over <laughs> a cop needs to open the door yeah he didn't come to my window so it's really difficult they have to like go down the stairs but no dogs were barking but it's yeah it's not fun to get pulled over in the bus and that has happened no tickets yet um I don't know if the dogs win them over, but they let us off with warnings. I wonder if this has a lot to do with Breaking Bad. You know, if someone sees something that just doesn't look right to them now, they're like, I bet you people are converting buses and RVs to make meth on the road. I I haven't been pulled over yet, which, you know, knock on wood, it hasn't happened, which happened all the time in Los Angeles. I mean, I got pulled over hundreds of times, never really given tickets. They just pull you over on some whatever reason, and then they hope that there's something they can bust you for. Yeah. Mm Yeah, that would have been that would have been scary. And you know, it's funny as I just saw a YouTuber uh, tow either they drive separately, and the husband was pulled over, and the wife got out of the car, and they gave her a jaywalking ticket. Oh even though she was on the side of the road and just, wow. you know, wanted to see what happened. And he's like, no, you can't yeah. do that. You can't check on someone else. And I'm like, really? That's a law? Like if, if I saw someone broke over on the highway, if I pulled over to help them, you can give me a jaywalking ticket because I'm not crossing the road. It's like the weirdest thing where they were just, they couldn't believe it. That yeah, that's they pretty were, bizarre. They're caravanning. You're not supposed to pull over when you're caravanning. Then that's what makes me feel like you just go to the next exit in these situations because legally you can do that. And especially yeah. if you guys are following each other, it seems like something you guys would need to do. Well, this has been, I like it. I like all the stuff that we were able to talk about today. I want to make sure people know where they can find you, even though, Brittany, I think you did a really good job branding yourself. Um, but <laughs> Thank you. Where can people find you on the Instagram that Andrew takes care of? Right. So it's just at positive bus, just all one word, no underscores. So P-A-W-S-I-T-I-V-E-B-U-S. And then we're we'll put the word out there um, per your recommendations when we expand into yeah. other platforms. <laughs> That's awesome. And I'll definitely link all this stuff below so you guys can find them. And then, uh, you know, if you ever see them in a campground and you need to get your pets trained, hit them up. See what's going on. Make make them rush this business before they're even ready to. So, But I really thank you guys for coming on and hanging out with me and telling your story. And I definitely have some uh, some other ideas and helping get your story out there. I think it's really cool and unique. Well, thank well, you. We had really, really fun. This was a good time. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Listening to some of the other massive um, accounts and things like that that you've had on we're like oh my gosh how are it's nerve-wracking <laughs> you know what let me say this so i'll end it with this i think that's something that's a little different than what i'm doing is um i'm not a I, I don't count followers i don't look at subs i look at the the content and the story because you have no control over whether people follow you no matter how good your stuff is there's just yeah. no control over that and i think i will like the people that i interviewed before you they haven't even left on the road yet they're like three months out from retirement. And I thought that was a cool perspective. Let's talk to people that are doing it and they haven't even left yet. And yeah. so you'll see that a lot in the podcast and in the magazine. It's not just going to be the, the known people in this lifestyle. I mean, there are some people that will be somewhat known, but I think it's really trying to tell kind of unique stories and get different niches. And 
you know, I, now we have a bounty. If anybody has more than nine pets, <laughs> hit me up. You know, like I want to keep the record hey, going. Hey, we can so, get more. Yeah, we, we yeah. can get more. I think Noah's calling right now. Hold on. I think he says he has more than you guys, but it wasn't on a bus. Um, well, again, you guys, thanks so much for hanging out. It was a ton of fun. Thank yeah, you so thank much. You. We We're pleasure. looking forward to more of your content as well. All right. Another fun episode in the books. Next week, I have Jesse and Rachel from the Taste for Adventure as we chat about their lives as digital nomads. Now, don't forget to hit subscribe to this podcast and make sure to leave a review as that is a big help in getting the word out about this podcast. If you haven't already, please head over to rootlessliving.com and grab your free digital subscription to the Rootless Living magazine. Hey, look, if you know anyone that is living the digital nomad life and they would make a good guest, have them email us at podcast at rootlesslivingcom And it's okay if you're that person that you think would be a good guest as well. Thanks again for listening, and I hope we can hang with you next week. Until then, stay rootless.